It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The New Orleans Saints are in need of a bounce-back game about as bad as any other team in the NFL. Can they get one against the Seattle Seahawks? Let's talk about why they can. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked On Saints. You are Locked On Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Saints, your daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much as always. Make it Locked On Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget that we're free and available on all podcast apps and on YouTube as well. And I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson. NOLA on Twitter, your New Orleans Saints expert, credential member of the media, CrescentCitySports.com, USA Today Saints Wire. Tuesday is a Locked On NFL. And here with you every single Monday through Friday and then some here on Locked On Saints. And today's episode of Locked On Saints is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier for you to find the candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked On NFL. Tell you more about them later. We are here for a live episode of Locked On Saints here on this Wednesday afternoon. Thank you very much, everybody, for joining us. Don't forget the Your Team Every Day in the chat. Like, subscribe, all that good stuff as well. If you're watching here on YouTube to help the channel grow and help the channel out. I am, I gotta say real quick, just on a personal note i usually never do this at the beginning of the at the beginning of episodes but just real quick to say it i love so much that there's still so much support around this team and around this show even while the team is one and three and i I mentioned that mostly as a thank you to all of you for still supporting the show all of that but also there is something else to be said in that and it's the confidence around the new orleans saints team from its fan base there's always going to sort of be that concerned that, hey, they're not going to be able to write the ship. Things are kind of over for the season, blah, 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 things like that. But there's always going to be some confidence as well, even if it's quiet confidence. You know what I mean? But what you're hearing from the New Orleans Saints is a very loud level of confidence. And that's why I do believe, and here's where we're going to start today's show, that the New Orleans Saints can have a bounce back game here against the Seattle Seahawks. And there's a couple of reasons why. Just to preview the rest of the episode, we're also going to be breaking down a little bit of Marshawn Lattimore's performance against Justin Jefferson, or rather Justin Jefferson's performance against Marshawn Lattimore, and why you shouldn't take that as the blanket statement for the rest of Marshawn Lattimore's 2022. Still a lot of good signs from him. And the one thing that will help the New Orleans Saints win on Sunday, we'll get to all of that, but can the New Orleans Saints even get this bounce back game on Sunday against the Seattle Seahawks? Is it even possible? Is it even reasonable to hope for, expect any of that. I do think that it is. And, and the main reason why is that where the New Orleans Saints haven't been able to really put it all together so far this season has been on the offensive side. I, I've said it over and over again here on the show. I don't mind saying it again, that I'm never really gonna sugarcoat anything about the New Orleans Saints one and three start here. 
It's been a good team playing bad football so far this season. I'm not going to be a person that's going to be overly optimistic and is going to dismiss the issues that they have. Turnovers, penalties, explosive plays, giving up special teams, blunders, and an inefficiency to stay on the field over on the offensive side. Those are five major things that you're struggling with this year. Now, you've already seen them end up improving a couple of different things. The line up front played a lot better over the course of the last couple of games on the offensive side. The defensive line has not been getting pushed off their mark as much as what we saw week one. The pass rush is starting to pick up, things like that that we have seen as well. So those pieces are are examples of what they've been able to fix, but there's still five major categories in terms of the things that they need to fix. And the Seattle Seahawks might be the perfect team to get them all fixed against because over on the offensive side, where the New Orleans Saints have struggled so much, the Seattle Seahawks' biggest struggle has been on the defensive side. They're allowing about 28, 29 points per game. They're 31st in the NFL. And I think a lot of people are going to look at this past weekend's game up against the Detroit Lions and say, but wait a second, they just hung 48 on a team, but they also hung 48 on a team that is number one in scoring and number one in score and number 32 in scoring allowed. The Detroit Lions are the 2014 New Orleans Saints right now, right? Where they're scoring at a record pace, but they're also allowing scoring at a record-er pace. And so you can't really take just last week's performance by the Seattle Seahawks and say, oh no, the Saints are in trouble going into week five. Instead, you sort of need to look at what what the story has been so far all season. And the Seattle Seahawks are a team that have not had trouble getting off the field over on the offensive side. So that's going to be a test for the New Orleans Saints defense. However, They have had a lot of trouble getting off the field on the defensive side because they've been letting up explosive play after explosive play after explosive play. One of the things that will allow the New Orleans Saints to be able to start to pick back up over the course of this season is going to be their ability to create those explosive plays so that they can pick up the chunk yards when they can't string together the long drives. Even better for them to be able to string together the long drives, which we saw a couple of examples of in London against the Minnesota Vikings, 12 play drive, 10 play drives, all that. Good to see all of that. However, When it comes down to what you're looking for in terms of what the Saints need in terms of a bounce back, they've got to get this offense right. Too much talent on this New Orleans Saints offense to be one and three and struggling on the offensive side. So they've got to be able to put all of that together. And while the Seattle Seahawks have been a pesky team so far, they won week one, they won this past week, they're doing well. They are not necessarily a team that presents the same level of challenge as, let's say, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They are not necessarily a team that presents the same level of challenge as what the Minnesota Vikings uh, provided last week. However, they're still a really good team that can't be slept on. So for the Saints, they've got to be able to string together the drives. They've got to be able to do all of that, get the run game going, all those good things. But they also need to be able to put themselves in a position to be able to take advantage of the explosive plays when they become available. And the Seattle Seahawks defense does give up those explosive plays. They need the health as well. Michael Thomas, Jameis Winston, if he's going to continue as the starting quarterback, which sounds like is going to be the case for the Saints, Andrews Pete, Alvin Kamara, that New Orleans Saints offense were down some pretty big weapons. They had Chris Olave go off the field a couple of times dealing with injuries. Jarvis Landry's coming back from an injury. He seemed to be at least on a little bit of a pitch count from what we've seen so far from him all throughout the season. So with all of that, the next thing you want to see is sort of the health come together. If those things can come back, if those pieces can come back and be a part of what this team uh, is doing over on the offensive side with all of that, um, uh, all of that talent on the roster going up against a weakened Seattle Seahawks defense that's looking for a bounce back themselves, 
if the Saints can get the bounce back over on the offensive side first, then that would be a really, really good position for them to be in. But they can't just bounce back on the offensive side, right? They have to win. That's the bottom line here in week five. You have to win. Desperate teams don't usually equal good football. It usually equals desperate football that sometimes looks really good. And maybe that will be what it is that leads the New Orleans Saints to victory this weekend, but it can't be just desperation. It has to be execution, attention to detail. It has to be good football that leads to a win. If you have good football and you still lose, doesn't really mean anything for you at this point. You go one and four, it's tough to bounce back from that. Good football and a win, that's what you're looking for here for the New Orleans Saints in week five, and hopefully they'll be able to get that up against the Seattle Seahawks, who do provide a favorable enough matchup for them to be able to, uh, let's just say, acknowledge it as a reality. Okay, coming up next, the New Orleans Saints cornerback, Marshawn Lattimore, struggled against Justin Jefferson this past weekend, but you shouldn't be concerned in terms of the long game when it comes to Marshawn Lattimore this season. I'll tell you why as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. Before we get to that, I want to tell you about our friends over at LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs is the place to go if you're looking for jobs and if you're looking to hire as well. Eventually, I'm going to be looking for an intern or an assistant or something like that, and I'm going to use LinkedIn Jobs when I do that because I can use a little bit of help uh, keeping everything together these days. So look out for that posting over on LinkedIn Jobs. Um, And it's super easy because they allow you to create screening questions to make sure you're talking to the candidates that you want to talk to, helps you expedite that process a little bit so that you're not wasting your time. And according to small businesses all around the world, they've all voted LinkedIn the number one place for hiring and providing quality candidates versus all of the leading competitors. So go and check them out today, linkedin.com. And make sure that you post your job for free as well. You can do that by heading over to linkedin.com slash locked on NFL today. Post your job for free. Start hiring now. Talk to the folks that you want to talk to in an expedited and reliable process. Once again, that is linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Right, family, continuing on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. We appreciate you, as always, making the show your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget to also go and check out Key Predictions, NFL Key Predictions. It's one of our uh, many, many offerings of national content here on the Locked on Podcast Network. You can find it on the Locked on NFL Podcast feed, as well as the Locked on NFL YouTube page as well. Five most important games of the week, all broken down by the experts that know them best. And of course, all the betting advice that you need from sports betting experts over at Bet Online. You can find NFL key projections, key predictions, excuse me, uh, wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube as well with Locked on NFL on Fridays. Okay. You shouldn't be worried about Marshawn Lattimore. It's that simple. He, he had a rough game up against, uh, Justin Jefferson, and there's absolutely no denying that, right? There's no sugarcoating that. There's no way to look at that and say, oh, well, maybe if this went different, doesn't matter. 
Marshall Lattimore struggled against Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson had uh, several catches in this game that were away from Marshall Lattimore, but he had 10, but he had 10 targets, seven receptions against Marshall Lattimore. 93 of his 147 yards came with Marshall Lattimore being the primary defender uh, on those uh, on those catches. So not a great day uh, for Marshall Lattimore in that one. But as we went back and I was looking at this for our our film watch Wednesday today, and instead of kind of breaking down individual plays and stuff like that, I just kind of focus on this matchup. Justin Jefferson had an additional three catches that put him over 140 yards, 147 yards, didn't get into the end zone, responsible for five touchdowns, excuse me, didn't get into the end zone in a, on a passing play, did on a, that jet sweep run. Um, so as I focused on this matchup in particular this week, I guess my question as I watched it was, should Saints fans be concerned about Marshawn Lattimore moving forward after giving up 90 plus yards to Justin Jefferson? And I think that what it is that I have noticed or that I caught when I watched this, shout out to Hoodie Jube in the chat, was that the way that Justin Jefferson beat Marshawn Lattimore often happened at the line of scrimmage. And that doesn't happen very often against Marshawn Lattimore. Like you look at you look at across the games that Marshawn Lattimore has struggled in in the past, and it's usually not losing off the line of scrimmage. It's the transition from one, you know, one zone to another when he's playing in zone coverage. It's, you know, a, a face catch down the field. It's kind of these big sort of blunder plays and things like that. It's usually not because he just simply lost at the line of scrimmage. And that happened more than a couple of times against Justin Jefferson. So the, so so why is it, Ross, that if Marshall Adam was losing off the line of scrimmage and we've not usually seen that before, doesn't that mean that he's declining? No, 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 no. Doesn't mean that he's declining. It does mean, however, that the what you saw from Justin Jefferson is unique. And honestly, think about the the greatest route runners in this game in today's NFL. Justin Jefferson is in that upper echelon. He's in that class. There's only about five or six different receivers around the NFL that can do what Justin Jefferson does off the line of scrimmage. There are more than five or six wide receivers that can play very well in the NFL. But what Justin Jefferson does off the line of scrimmage in terms of creating separation, beating his man at the line of scrimmage, all of those things, that's unique. That's special, right? You're not going to see that from Tyler Lockett this weekend. You're not going to see that from DK Metcalf this weekend. You might see it against Jamar Chase in a week, right? Like that will be a big one to watch. When you look at the Arizona Cardinals upcoming around the corner, DeAndre Hopkins will have his first game back. He'll be eligible to have his first game back. Is he back in the lineup at that point? Is he going to be able to do that? And will he be that guy off the line of scrimmage? I don't think so. Devontae Adams can be that guy off the line of scrimmage when the Saints host the Las Vegas Raiders, but Marshawn has played that matchup and won that matchup very recently in the past. So what I'm trying to point out here is that you can't take sort of this one game and say, hey, Justin Jefferson kind of, you know, he won that matchup. He beat uh, Marshawn Lattimore in that matchup and then say, therefore, Marshawn Lattimore can't be trusted for the rest of the season. That's just simply not the case, right? That's just simply not the case. Like if you try to press Justin Jefferson, he's going to beat you off the line of scrimmage. If you give him too much, um, if you give him too much cushion, then the Arizona, I mean, excuse me, the Minnesota Vikings were completely content to just nickel and dime you all the way down the field. So you had to pick your poison. And no matter what, Justin Jefferson was going to have a big game. The guy had been limited to 48 yards and something like 16 or 19 receiving yards or something like that in the two games previous. 
I knew he was going to go off in this game. A lot of people knew he was going to go off in this game. And it just happened to work out that it was against Marshawn Lattimore for the most part, who shadowed uh, Justin Jefferson, which he doesn't often do with receivers. So for me, when I look at all of this, um, the the thing with to take away from this Marshawn Lattimore performance is that he's not always going to get beat off the line of scrimmage the way that Justin Jefferson did. And not a lot of receivers in the NFL can do what Justin Jefferson does off the LOS. So with that, I wouldn't transport more concern than necessary to uh, Marshawn Lattimore's, let's just say, uh, long-term impact for this team. Marshawn Lattimore is going to be fine. And he's been outstanding against very good receivers already this season. Remember, DJ Moore basically got blanked in the game against Marshawn Lattimore. You took away, you know, Mike Evans, even up until Mike Evans took away Marshall Lattimore by getting them both ejected. He had a great game when matched up with Kyle Pitts and Drake London. These are all guys that he's very familiar with. Sure, not necessarily Drake London, but he's familiar with the other guys. So that's maybe something to consider. But Justin Jefferson is just a whole other class from these guys in terms of winning off the line of scrimmage. And so that's something that you're not going to see week in and week out up against Marshall Lattimore. Okay, coming up next, we're going to take a look at we're going to take a look at answering this, finishing this sentence. And I want you uh, here it, it, while I'm while we're getting to it to tell me in the chat what you think uh, the answer to this is, because there's several answers. Uh, you know, I'm not going to tell you you're wrong or anything like that, but just for fun. The New Orleans Saints win on Sunday if what happens? I'll tell you what I think the end of that sentence is. Can't wait to see what you think the end of that sentence is as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. You can also tell me in the comments after the show goes live over on YouTube as well. But before we get to that, and before we finish that sentence, I want to tell you about our friends over at Bet Online, your number one source for all of your sports wagering needs, which wagering information, the New Orleans Saints minus six in this game, favored by six points in this one. So the Bet online thinks the New Orleans Saints can have this bounce back game up against Seattle. Seattle has had uh, one of the, I think it's the second worst, yeah, second worst defense in the NFL so far. And New Orleans Saints trying to get right on offense. Could it all work out? Should you be taking the overs on yardage and things like that? Maybe, maybe. If you've got any thoughts on whether or not the New Orleans Saints can not only win out route, but win out right, but cover that six point spread or not, you can check out Bet Online so you can get in on the action. Maybe make yourself some money. This weekend. It's not only the NFL, there's also the NBA with the New Orleans Pelicans back in action. Shout out to Jake Madison over at Locked On Pelicans and the excitement all around the return of Zion Williamson. You can get in on those odds, lines, and props all throughout the season over in the NBA for your Pelicans, LSU Tigers, Tulane Green Wave, and of course, New Orleans Saints and more over at Bet Online, where the game starts. TurboTax experts make your moves count. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast. And this Locked On podcast is brought to you by TurboTax. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts will make sure that they count for you. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? Well, that's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That is a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? That quite literally would be a move. Or maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house. Or you switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or maybe you just rode the stock market to the moon and back. Any of those things that you did or any other moves that you made, TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and every deduction you deserve, filing with 100% accuracy and getting you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax today. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guaranteed details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. 
Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Get it, Hudat Nation. We are wrapping up today's episode of Locked On Saints, trying to finish a quick sentence, trying to find the end of this sentence. The New Orleans Saints win on Sunday if, and we've seen a couple of things, cutting down on penalties, play more aggressively, no flags or turnovers. All of these things are right. All of those things are right, right? You can't shoot yourself in the foot anymore. You got to stop with the self-inflicted wounds. We spoke to Eric McCoy. We spoke to Pete Werner yesterday on uh, Tuesday, who discussed attention to detail, not shooting themselves in the foot, that they've lost these games on their own. There's a self-awareness behind all that. But I'm going to tell you what. In my opinion, the New Orleans Saints win on Sunday if Alvin Kamara plays and is healthy. If Alvin Kamara plays and is healthy. I I don't want to take that for granted, right? You can play and not be healthy. I think Alvin Kamara ends up being the entire difference in this game. Over 160 total yards a couple of years ago, over 170 total yards, over 150 total yards this past year up against the Seattle Seahawks. There is just, and look, Carla right here saying it, run the dang ball, Bert. That's exactly it. Alvin Kamara has had 92 and 120 plus, if I remember correctly, receiving yards up against the Seattle Seahawks over the course of the last two meetings. If Alvin Kamara can have the game that we know that he is absolutely capable of having, he's got to be healthy. He's got to get out there, right? But if he can have the game that we know that he's capable of having, the New Orleans Saints win this weekend. Like, it's that simple for me. If Alvin Kamara has a good game, if Alvin Kamara plays, he's set up to have a good game against the Seattle Seahawks. He always does. To me, he's the key this weekend. I, look, I love, I love so much being able to come onto the show and give you these really like intricate breakdowns and try to take these high-level concepts and make them really digestible and discuss things like how high-low patterns might take advantage of this team's, you know, aggressive blitzing or this team's, you know, zone coverage looks and things like that. I love being able to bring all that stuff to you. I, I love doing that because it's what makes everybody a smarter football fan, right? Not even just a New Orleans Saints fan, a smarter football fan. But I'm not going to bring that to you today. I'm going to just be honest with you. What I'm bringing to you today is simple. Alvin Kamara is the key to this game. <laughs> like, that's really the way that I feel. If Alvin Kamara plays and the Saints win. It's that simple for me. Now, you have to make sure that you build the game plan around him. You have to be able to get him back to being a part of the the game plan. And that's something we haven't seen. He's got, what, 19 receiving yards so far this season? Now, granted, he's only played two out of the four games so far, dealing with injuries, rib injuries, things like that. But for the most part, like, even when he's been on the field, he just hasn't felt like he's the focus, right? You think about week one up against the Atlanta Falcons, where the Saints threw the ball the entire fourth quarter, didn't run the ball once, not a single time in the fourth quarter against the uh, Atlanta Falcons. And then they ran like once against the Buccaneers and once against the Carolina Panthers in the fourth quarter, like two yard, two rushes for seven yards. Like that just, that for an entire quarter, that removes Alvin Kamara from the game. Now I know you can throw the ball to him as well, but like they also haven't been doing that. Again, he's only got a few receptions for, uh, for what 19 rushing yards. And I see people saying like, oh, Alvin Kamara hasn't been himself or anything. Against the Seattle Seahawks, he sure as hell has. Like he has been outstanding against Seattle. And so you have to, you just, you have to get him involved and you have to do that. And, and how much of Alvin Kamara not being himself in the past two years is really about Alvin Kamara versus how much of it is really about 
how he's being utilized. When he's not an emphasis in the red zone, when he's not an emphasis to get your drive started, when he's not a focus in your, in your scripted plays, like those things, that has a massive impact on what his numbers look like, which influence how we look at, at him. But if he's not a focus in the game plan, if they're not trying to get him the ball, or if he's being game planned out by the defense and you can't find a counter for that, then the issue's somewhere else. It's not just Alvin Kamara and whether or not he's good, which we know that he is, there's a failure somewhere else. So it has to get done, right? And I think Michael Thomas becomes a big part of this conversation as well. You certainly hope to have him back this weekend, but honestly, Alvin Kamara for me is the absolute key to this game. If Alvin Kamara plays and is healthy, and the Saints do what they should do, which is build their offensive identity around him in the run game and in the passing game, however it is that you need to get it done, the short, quick passing game as an extension of the run game, doesn't matter. If you're able to build the identity around him, it makes such a big difference. Look what happens, what happened last week when you were able to run the ball with Latavius Murray. They ran the ball with Latavius Murray. It kept them close in a game and Saints fans went nuts because another team signed him off the practice squad. That's how impactful just having a decent run game right now is for a team that has failed to put one together and has failed to put together rhythm on the offensive side. So you can tell already that people are starving for Alvin Kamara to get involved, that people are starving for the run game to get going, for greater efficiency on the offensive side. And I don't think any of that is unwarranted, right? Look what happened in that second half when you could still run the ball. Look what happened in that fourth quarter when you were in position to still run the ball. That's not all on Alvin Kamara. But if you can build a game plan and if you can stay in a game enough that you're still running the ball in the third quarter, in the fourth quarter, and you have Alvin Kamara available, you're pulling away as opposed to trying to close gaps. The New Orleans Saints have spent way too much time working to close gaps so far this season. They should be creating those gaps early, maintaining those gaps throughout by leaning on their run game, and then extending those gaps when they can so that they're no longer playing from behind, trying to get caught up, anything like that. They need to be able to take control of it all. And in order for them to do that, that means that they have to recontrol control of their destiny this season, which means winning this weekend. And in order to do that, I think Alvin Kamara ends up being a huge, huge piece to that. Okay, there you go. Let me know though, you feel differently? The New Orleans Saints win this weekend if the end of that sentence, let me know on Twitter at Ross Jackson Nola here in the chat here as we're live on YouTube. And of course, in the comments after the game goes live as well. That's where I am. I don't care who the quarterback is this weekend. Not that I don't care. That's not the right way to say that. I apologize. It doesn't, to me, the game plan shouldn't change regardless of who the quarterback is this weekend. This game should go through Alvin Kamara if he's healthy and on the field. He's got to be healthy and on the field, however. So we'll see. All right. I appreciate y'all. As always for being here with us and for making us a part of your day here on Locked on Saints. Coming up tomorrow, we've got Corbin K. Smith, host of Locked on Seahawks, ready for our crossover Thursday. Where the Seattle Seahawks are struggling is where the New Orleans Saints need to bounce back, but also vice versa. What's going to happen and how will it all go? We break it all down in tomorrow's episode of Locked on Saints. Thank you so much as always for making our first, for making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day. For your second listen, go and check out the Locked On's uh, flagship NFL show, the Peacock and Williamson NFL show to get all of your NFL expert analysis from former NFL scout and NFL analyst, Brian Peacock, former NFL scout, Matt Williamson. Appreciate you as always, y'all, for making me a part of your day, a part of your routine for saying yes to me and the show. As always, if you see me, 
say hi. And if you need anything else around your New Orleans Saints in between these episodes, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're momming them. And trust you, that nation, I'll holla at you. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.